Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome once again to the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. With me, as always, the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick Rooney. Hey everybody, how are you? Ah, Pat, it's frosty out there today. It is nasty cold. They're saying a high of 24 Actual degrees. That's not a high of anything. That's yeah. terrible. Wind chill way lower. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, was. It's like I'm surprised the dog didn't tinkle ice cubes this morning. Yeah, it's nasty. Little yellow ice cubes. It was. Oh my word. Uh, it's awful. I don't know how they can walk on their poor bare feet in this. I have no idea. I know somebody's gonna be like, "We drive uh, mittens for your dog." Yeah, I should. But uh, yeah, try. You know, you tell him that. <laughs> See if you try to put him on, he shakes him right yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, he does the hokey pokey, turns himself around, and they're gone. You know, I mean, the, that's what it's all about. What can, <laughs> I got you. Yeah, I got you. So what can you do? Uh, so we're here to wrap up Ultraman Blazar. Yes. The series. There's still a movie. There's still a movie, yeah. which comes out in March. Or no, February. February. So February 23rd, That's which right. is a Friday, right. which therefore I probably will not be able to see. Because it'll only show once in theaters near here. They're not going to have it in the theater. It will not be on the theater, okay. as far as I know. So it'll be, hopefully it'll be on Ultraman Connection, like the last West. bunch of Ben, and we pay you. our $7 and we watch it. Man, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's what it is. What are you do? It's not that much. Could be worse. <laughs> I know. But, uh... Hey, you have 24 hours to watch it. What do you want? <laughs> Once I start watching it, I'll yeah. right through it and yeah. write all my notes and all that kind of fun stuff. So we're, we're doing our first episode here of the 24th episode of Ultraman Blazar. Yes. Um, the approaching third wave. Uh, also called to the moon. No. <laughs> <laughs> do we have a director? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? It was originally aired on the 13th of Japan. 13th of Japan. Japan. Yeah! (laughs) 13th of January. The J gotcha. J-A, you were done. (laughs) Oddly enough, it aired a week earlier in Malaysia. That's weird. Mm, That's what it says here. Okay. I think maybe they missed a a one before the 6th, because it says it was aired on the 6th. If any of our Malaysian fans know if this aired earlier than us, uh, let us know. And also... The hell you guys! <laughs> Come on! Come on, man! Not fair, <laughs> dude. I didn't watch it till today, so it doesn't matter one way or the other. I had watched it, but uh, don't remember a lot. So that's yeah. why I have a good copious notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, and uh, directed by Kiyotaka Taguchi and written by Keigo Koyanagi. And uh, this is the twenty-fourth episode in Ultraman Blazar. So quickly it seems to have arrived, and that's what I'm noticing is that these series. Yes, 25 episodes is about half a year. It seems like it's going by really darn quick. Doesn't it? Yeah. I don't like that. That part I don't care for. But, um, and the, the quick, uh, the quick synopsis is, uh, Varillon. I keep wanting to call him Virillion for so some do I. reason. Yep. Just because of the color Vermilion. Ah! That'd be why. There you go. Yeah, I used to think that was green for some reason. I think it's like a reddish. It is, yeah, yeah. There's good, well, it's like blood on a sword, right? Oh, okay. So like, there you go, Vermilion. There used to be a game called Sword of Vermilion, and uh, I was like, oh, the green sword, and, and somebody was like, no, stupid, that's a red. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that right. makes more sense. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he goes, to, uh, reaches the moon, dropping bombs one after another, basically pooping out bombs, bombs. which is cool. <laughs> Kinda take a little ookie, but if you're like, a monster, you want to be able to poop out bombs. Yeah. I'm with him on you know that what? one. You're not wrong. 
Um, and then he explodes a bunch of them and then starts burying more inside the crater. And this right. will alter the moon's orbit, leading to catastrophic consequences for Earth. Of course. Yeah, so nobody wants that. So Command directs uh, Scar to deploy to the moon with Earth Garen Mod 4 to eliminate Verilon. And a desperate space battle unfolds. Yes. Yeah. Which so, is a nice, easy recap. Yeah, not bad, not yeah. bad, right? Exactly, exactly. So hold on, I'm just pulling up the. Go ahead. There's usually a, uh, there's usually yeah. a, a more detailed thing in the monster. What did you think of this costume for Verilon? Jeez, it's a lot. It's a lot of monsters. Insane. Monster. Yeah, that is a lot of work they put into this costume. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's an ooky looking monster. Uh-huh. Like it's not. Sometimes I don't care for the ones that have that big long neck. Sometimes they can't pull it off. Sometimes you can tell the neck is just really badly done. On this one, at least the neck was well done. Well, it's got stuff hanging off it, and there's all sorts of, you know, it's a cool-looking monster. It's got that head sort of looks like the Giger alien head a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, Of course, he was originally found by an amateur astronomer. Of course. Or an amstrometer. Amstrometer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because he found his projected trajectory was the same as Bazanga Gabaga and thus presumed by Scar to be the third wave. Yes. Um, so it was later found out that the uh, Tenangulars and Delton Dolls were appearing across the world were in fact protecting their territory from this monster. Uh, with help from Earth, Garen, and Blazar, they were, man, we saw that last episode. That's fine. So he begins placing bombs on the far side of the moon with the intent to alter its orbit to have it crash into Earth. Not good. Well, the the problem I would have with that is ending, a lot all, of bombs. ending all life on <laughs> ending all life on well, Earth. Well, ending all life on Earth, yes, that's my big problem. That's a very good. Yeah. that's a very good solution. But then also, you need a whole heck of a lot of bombs to change your trajectory of the moon, like a whole, whole, whole heck of a lot. Well, yeah, you, I, I would think so, but like, <laughs> you don't have to alter it much. I don't think. But I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Right, we're not scientists. We're just... I'm just saying that... To I don't know if you know this, I'm just a podcast. Exactly. I have kind of figured that out. To alter it enough where you're changing the trajectory where it would hit in a relatively short amount of time. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you want it to take a couple thousand years, you don't have to alter it a lot. Right. If you want to take a day, then you're going to have to change it a whole heck of a lot. Right, right, right. We don't know if this monster's itinerary is, but he seems to be on the fast track. Yeah. <laughs> So they send Earth Garen up. Uh, well, the first thing they do is they're like, okay, we've got 24 hours to make Earth Garen's mods. Right, to modify him for space. Because we know he can fly to a certain altitude. Right. But to get him into space, it's yet a whole nother thing. Yep. And again, for something that awkward looking to go into space. Okay. Look, yeah, I know. you have to... <laughs> You're watching a Japanese science fiction show. They're going to probably send a robot to space <laughs> at some point. And it's going to be a humanoid robot. But yeah. It's got well, and that, two arms, two legs, bristling with armaments. Yes. It's gonna be. And I get the fact that all aliens have to look like humans because you have to have people in the suits. Right. I get that part. Yeah. yeah. But you could have sent him in a gigantic rocket and had it. Oh, like open up, yeah. Open you know up what? once he's actually not, in space. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> then you got to build it, 
Not really. All you have to, uh, you have, we're assuming that the thing is a model at first. All you have to do is put a plastic ship, little plastic closures around the model, take them off. Oh, like zip ties, like like giant zip ties. Not even giant zip ties. You you have little. I love that he just things. basically had the like big giant shoulder boosters on. And he was oh. like, I'm pumping away, baby. Oh. I thought, you know what, when they when they showed that the, those big boosters, I thought they were going to be the the Earth Garen version of the hand. <laughs> and I was like, hey, full closure. Let's hear it for a loop. Close that loop, baby. I gotcha. So, I gotcha. Um, the, the captain says, look, you got 18 hours to leave and do what you got to do because you might not come back. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. But <laughs> you got to love that the guy goes to the laundromat. <laughs> because he wants to talk to the wormhole that was yeah, in the course, laundromat in the first place. I get it. I get I, it. I, I understood that's what the thought was. But why is because... <laughs> He's got nothing else going on. I guess. I guess. But, uh, you know, uh, Henri goes for a run. If you're asking me, and mm. I only have 18 hours to live, I'm not doing laundry, right. and I'm not running. <laughs> but that's just you're me. You're not running now, but <laughs> if you ran, point. maybe that's your happy place. Uh, My happy place would be at the buffet, exactly. but then I'd be too heavy to get launched into space. <laughs> They'd be like, why are we suddenly 20 pounds overweight? Oh, no. <laughs> you know, like, oh. You smell like teriyaki. Not me. <laughs> no, no, not me. <laughs> the, we're in Japan. There's a good chance there's a lot of teriyaki. I mean, right? Just odds <laughs> are. <laughs> just odds are. Maybe. You're fired. Oh, yeah, that's God. what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, they get him up there and uh, the um, he's inter- intercepted right above the Mendeleev Basin. Yeah, which is fine. There is a Mendeleev Basin, I get sure. it. That's fine. Okay, Mendeleev, okay. Yes, that's how the man's name is said. Okay. It's an actual yeah, person. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why he left his basin up there, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So they force the Mecca to engage the Kaiju and inadvertently set off some bombs. Earth Garen then enters the crater and switches to ground combat. Right. Uh, but he is held back against uh, Vron's might and ultimately incapacitated by its bombs. Of course. Yeah, you can't have that. You can't have that. These, by the way, this summary, of course, supplied uh, partially by the Ultraman Wiki. Yes, thank you very much. Um, Kento then transforms into Ultraman Blazer for what may be the last time. And uh, he's like, what I thought was crazy is he transforms and he's like, red light, straight away, red light. I'm yeah, just like, yeah. Into the fidrum. Yeah. You walk up and you're like, ooh, chest pain. You know, like, that can't be good. <laughs> it's like going to the gym and taking two steps on the treadmill and going, oh, that's not, oh, that's not good. That's not going to happen. <sighs> um, and, uh, you know, he's weakened. And, uh, of course, so he, he, the... Monster then tunnels into the underground to try to set off more explosives. Because, of course. Right. And at this rate, the moon will be thrown off of orbit. Uh, after escorting his teammates to safety, Blazer returns to the moon and uses all of his strength 
to steer it back into orbit. Because. And again, how much energy does he really have? Okay, I'm going to give you a scientific answer. Whole bunch? Plenty. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. That's an answer. Just enough. Somebody in college asked me, uh, walked up to me, and he goes, look, I got a serious question for you. I'm like, okay. And he goes, how much wood could a woodchuck truck if a woodchuck could wood chuck wood? And I was like, plenty. And he goes, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, so after escorting this, he does this. This, however, is did cost him his life as Verallen uh, Verallen emerges from the underground, bites into Blazar's arm, siphons his energy to evolve into a next, more monstrous second form. Of and course. how? And how, exactly. The kaiju unleashes all of its newfound power and prevailed over the Ultra in a massive explosion. And that explosion was super cool. Yeah, it was pretty good. I'm giving it Kudos that. to the guys who did that. Yes, they, I, I don't care if you rendered it, you blew up a bunch of crap in the yard. It, was. it <laughs> looked awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? It's funny. You can probably make an explosion on the moon look very convincing because none of us have ever seen an explosion on the moon. Fair point. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah. There's, there's like, what, ten people on the planet who can... Who can look at actually a, say that they've walked on the moon? Well, yes. not only I could say it, I walked on the moon. I'm not, I'm lying clearly, lying, clearly. but like <laughs> who could say it without lying? Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a great Brian Regan bit about that, like how he went to dinner with somebody who was one of the moon astronauts, and he goes, "Yeah, I can't beat that story." <laughs> he goes, "What the hell are you supposed to do?" And some guy be like, "Yeah, that's great." Did I tell you about the time I walked on the moon? <laughs> and he's just like, "No, I don't have anything that good," but. There's, there's very few people on this planet who can look at any science fiction that takes place on the moon and go, that's completely wrong. <laughs> it's not like that at all. Neil deGrasse Tyson right. would be able to say it. Yeah. He would be able to say, I was there, so I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He'd be like, I don't think that's right. It can't possibly be right, in right. my opinion. I was not, however, wearing a suit. We did it one time. We were, when the boys were much younger, we were traveling, stopped in a hotel, tried to get a room. I was standing behind an older gentleman, didn't realize, blah, blah, blah. The guy walks, you know, has to go to a different hotel. And the woman behind the desk first says, I'm sorry we don't have any rooms. But do you know who that was? So Buzz Aldrin. John Glenn. Oh, neat. Yeah. And I had zero clue. Yeah, that's cool. Absolutely zero clip. I read, I read, or I had him read to me his autobiography. I had, I used to have oh, it on one tape. Of the audio books. Yeah, oh, tape even. Oof. Oh yeah, this was when I was <laughs> when I moved down here. I was listening to it on my commute. I gotcha. With all my my packages and my boxes and whatnot. I yeah. and my, one of my favorite quotes is: "You're sitting in a you're sitting on an acceleration couch in a machine made up of parts." That were sourced from the lowest bidder. Yes. <laughs> Any one of which can go wrong. <coughs> yep. Yeah. So, um, as you're setting off the last of its bomb, it uh, latches onto a stray moon rock and makes its way to Earth and of descends course. upon where else? Tokyo! No. It's true. Come on! You would think Brazil where it's warmer. <laughs> 
If it was me. Yeah, well, I mean, like, he's, you know, he's cold in space. He's like, I gotta go somewhere. <laughs> not that Tokyo's not warm, but, you know. But it, it's not Brazil. No, it's tend not. tend to wear less in Brazil. Just saying. I've this heard. is true. <laughs> this is true. It's a whole different thing. Um, you don't know if the monsters are going to go there for a carnival. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, this episode. Dude, talk about, talk about death and destruction. Oh, my God. They blew lots of stuff up. The next episode that we're just about to talk about, they blew even more stuff up. Is this the one where they he hits he hits right at the like in that stadium area, right? That's in this episode, That's right? That's in this episode. Right? Yeah. Then he stands up and just massacres those people running away. No, that's the next episode. That's the next episode. That's the next episode. Sweden. Christmas. Oh my god. And this is where you I can't shout! Not just that. <laughs> Not just that, but this is where you can see the severe difference between this show completely right. and the last show where it was height of COVID, where it was just the six. Right. They didn't really have much. They had extra. like nine guys running away, yeah. different hats. <laughs> different hats. This show, they had as many extras as you can put on screen right. at once yeah. running away. And I'm sitting there going... Oh yeah, they've completely figured out this pandemic. I would do that. Yeah. I, would, I would love to be in a in a in a show for a day in a in a Japanese crowd scene. <laughs> there I am. I'm getting trampled by that tiny schoolgirl. <laughs> exactly. Her name was Akiko. She was lovely. She apologized profusely. I still have tiny footprints on my back. But um, uh, where was I? So, um, despite humanity's futile resistance of missiles. Because they always work. <laughs> well, no, that's the end of this episode. Basically, when the kaiju starts to fly to Earth, yeah, they're like shoot missiles at it. Yeah, well, okay. Because you what else is the army going to do? And then that's the end of this episode. So we get to take a ten second break. Oh yeah, okay, and okay. Start the next episode, yeah, sure. which is the final. Why episode. not? Um, yeah. So uh, we'll be back in a couple of do, minutes wait, before we. Oh yeah, before go ahead. we leave. Do you have the details for Varalon, like size or weight or yes, anything matter, like that? Matter of fact, I do. Um, let me. Or do you want to do that next episode? Oh, well, we're here now. We're here now. I know. I, I threw you off. I it's okay. I I, what I'm doing is I opened it in another. Uh, opened it in another uh, portion of your laptop. Yeah, we call them uh, window a tab. Is, is what that I was what it is? For another portion of your laptop. <laughs> I've segmented a section of this hard drive. He is 55 meters tall in the first form and 60 meters tall in the second form. Okay. Well, I, six, yeah. like, I need an extra five meters. Yeah, it's 50 I'm feet. Feeling, I'm feeling <laughs> a, a little, little, little short. So he gave himself lifts. <laughs> 66,000 tons in his first form, 69,000 tons in yeah, 15 feet yeah. <laughs> in the second form. Home world is The affiliation is V99. Yes. Which we'll get to. But I'm glad that they explained for us. Yeah, I'm also opening that in another tab, just in case. And we're going to get there, you know that. Let's play his roar. Ooh, there you go. Roar. I do like that roar. Yeah. You get that little bit at the end. and I'm like, it's kind of buggy. Yes. Or what you think buggies would sound like, you know that? <laughs> Giant buggies. What's up with that? Yeah, man, we think so. We think they're creepy. So like, <laughs> that's them going toward your face. <laughs> exactly. No. Exactly. Go ahead. Here we go. Trivia. 
This episode was mistakenly aired in Malaysia countries, in the country of Malaysia. Oh, guys, come on. From Astroseria a week before its official premiere. According to scheduled programming, the finale would have aired the following week. However, Subaraya intervened and had the weekday rebroadcast of episode 24 canceled and shifted to the Saturday time slot previously occupied by the finale, so they showed it twice. Ah, okay. Okay, just that. Sorry, guys, we didn't mean to give it to you that early. Here it is again. The episode was then made private, uh, made public on the official Ultraman channel one day prior to its actual air date, but then was made uh, private five minutes later. Okay. Somebody went, whoopsie poopsie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. The SCLA streaming version of the episode features a slightly extended sequence of Satoko weeping in sorrow. Okay. I wouldn't notice. Satoko is, I believe, um, Gento, yeah, it's Gento's wife. Okay. Fair enough. By the way, when they, when she says, like, he's like, I have to leave early tomorrow. And the kid's like, we'll get up early and see you off. Yes. And so he leaves them sleeping. Because I don't think he can bear to say goodbye to the kid. I think that's what the issue was. I don't think he wants to have the kid see him leave because I think he will feel guilty because right. he knows it could possibly be his last hurrah. And he's wearing the bracelet. Yes, that becomes very important. Yeah. Well, of course it does. It's, you know. Yeah, I know. It's the wrap, but that's yeah. okay. It's, um, what's it? it's Chekhov's bracelet. Yes, of course. <laughs> but it's funny because, like, he's like, all right, well, I'm off then. She's like, okay. And they don't hug or anything. A little weird. Well, no. it's because... Every 10-year-old boy be like, Ugh! <laughs> Dude, you, you hugged your wife. Ugh, gross. <laughs> I, I don't show her any affection. <laughs> hug your son, okay, but don't, don't touch don't your hug wife. The wife. Don't touch that girl. <laughs> How do you think that kid got there, you dummies? Uh, I don't know, stork. Exactly, exactly. Oy. But, uh... All right, so we will return with the next episode of Ultraman Blazar, uh, the ones who embrace the Earth, episode twenty-five. Right after this. Back with the penultimate, no, the final, the final episode, episode of Ultraman Blazar. I guess it's the ultimate episode. <laughs> the other one's the penultimate, yeah, right? Like, this yeah. would be the ultimate, sure, sure. <laughs> the Ones Who Embrace the Earth, episode 25, uh, aired 120-2024. Yes. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's We're doing it once. Once. We didn't screw it up this time. Yeah. <laughs> Kiyotaka Takuchi is our director. Keigo Kainagi, again, is our writer. Good enough. Blazar and Scarred. Did you see uh, Jim calls them Scardy Cats? I did. I thought <laughs> that was great. I was like, so mad. We <laughs> didn't think there. of it. <laughs> Damn it. Not only that, then the guy has the audacity to watch more movies than me last year with his I 52 saw, movies. I saw. I saw. It's on, Fields. It's on. <laughs> By the way, my January is going great. I've watched one. Not doing too hot. <laughs> I'll get to the reason why in our recommendations. There you go. Okay, fair enough. Blazar and Scarred face defeat in their battle against Verilon on the moon. 
Now, if somebody just walked up to you and said that sentence in the street, you'd think you were a sleeper agent being activated, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, Should I start saying numbers now? <laughs> What's happening now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like playing card, uh, Play-Doh, Little Bill, Mercury Cougar, Connect Four. <laughs> exactly. I got to get the Prime Minister. You know, like. <laughs> Meanwhile, Emmy is captured by Dabashi, and in a dire turn of events, Verilon descends to Earth. Adding to the mystery, there's an appearance of a mystique. Uh, mysterious. That's all right. It happens. A mysterious fleet of messengers. Yes. Now. That fleet that they had. Fine. It was all the same toy. I get it yeah. completely. Yeah. But it was awesome. It was fine, yeah. Did a great job. They did Who cares really? if it's the same thing? It's a fleet. <laughs> they expect the fleet to yeah. be the same. Yeah. So I'm fine you don't want to like, look. <laughs> the Japanese are great for making the flagship look like one thing. And then the fleet all are... The other thing. Yes. Like, yes. Not that you've probably ever watched it, but there was a show called Star Blazers years ago. No. And when they were rebuilding the Earth Defense Forces after the first season, they made uh, the ship called the Andromeda, which was the uh, flagship of the New Earth fleet. Okay. This big, massive ship. And of course. Then uh, the, the rest of the fleet were all sort of like. Variations on that theme of okay. the drama. That's fine. That's fine. So mm-hmm. it was a dude. I love that show so much for just the mechanism, like the designs of the ships. Oh really? Oh really? Nice, huh? Okay. Whoa. Okay. Fair All nice. these years later, I still get a chill when I see that. Oh, very nice. Oh my god, that's so. <laughs> it's so good looking. It's a space battleship. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, completely yeah. impractical, but I love it. <laughs> okay. Like seriously, like big engine in the back. Big guns that, that you know, yeah, shoot yeah, lasers yeah. instead of shells. It's amazing. But fair enough. But practicality, no, no, it's fine. But that, see, the thing that you don't have to worry about in space is all the friction because there is none. Right. So but you they still have, have to get off the planet. You can build it in space. If we're oh, they don't build it in space. <laughs> you don't know that. No, I do know this because okay. I've seen the show. Okay. <laughs> They, like plenty of times they enter the atmosphere and like giant wings slide out of the side of the oh. ship. Okay, fine. But it looks good and I it buy it every second of it. I'm <laughs> okay. like, fine, who cares? <laughs> who cares? Yeah, that's right. It's not that you buy it this if you don't care whether or not it works or not. It looks No, like I buy it hundred percent in this because it's but look wings, they're at they're like deploy the atmospheric wings. That's what they call them, that's what they do, they're fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. If you ever if I can if I can find there's a they rejiggered the first two series uh, called, and they call it Yamato 2199 okay. and Yamato 2130. I have not finished 2199 because it used to be on Crunchyroll and they took it off and I was like, ah! And of course. Yeah, and of the course. Blu-rays are ridiculous, catastrophically expensive. expensive. <laughs> I would imagine, because they're Japanese. No, they? no, no. Even the English, the like US releases the US are... Well, because nobody's heard about it and they're bought them. No, it's a big... It's oh, really? a big property. Oh, okay. Like, Leiji Matsumoto was a legendary animator. I say, well, I think he passed away recently. Like, he had another show where, called Galaxy Express 999, which was about a train that went through space. Oh, God. Literally a train flying Going through, through space. space. Okay. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Exactly. Why not? Yeah. 
That's how people get from one planet to another. And it lands, picks people up, flies off. Goes off to the next one. Sure. And then there's... (laughs) Why not? Yep. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Yep. Science. (laughs) Of course. Space. Weird things. So anyway, it gets... Maryland gets to Earth and just beats the ever-loving Right. This is where he lands in the stadium. Yeah. Messes that up. Then you get to see people running away. And he kills them all with this giant red bean that he's got. And it's awesome. But it's still... It is good to see crowd scenes again. Right. Don't hug your wife, but we're going to kill so many There's a difference for a ten-year-old boy. I'm not saying there should be full penetration, Pat. I'm just saying a so hug would be give, nice. the, give the woman a kiss on the forehead for crying out loud. You're going off to Boston. that's cootie. <laughs> well, he's uh, clearly he probably has his cootie shots. He's in the military, so. <laughs> but he's in a unit with women, so that yes. it's one of your inoculations. You have to get. I don't know if you know that. Shot. You have to get cootie shot. Um. <laughs> So, they're bringing Blazar's body back to Earth. Right, because Earth Garan finds it. Right. Floating near Ultraman and realizes, okay, we've got to bring this thing back to Earth. Oh, by the way, how good is Earth Garan's, like, LED lighting scheme on the moon? Looks great. Awesome. Love them. It is awesome. And I like even the fact that they showed the moon... Not well lit. Not completely well, it's black. On, it's on the dark side. <laughs> They're on the far side of the moon. That's where the, the it's dark on that side. <laughs> Again, none of us know. <laughs> well, they... I'm not sure if the Chinese have yet or are about to land the ship. I think they did. I, yeah, I think they I might. I think, isn't it only the dark side of the moon because we can't see it? Because we can't see it. Isn't yes. it like it's only like... It's not actually all that dark. I don't no, know. I could be wrong. It gets the same exact amount of light as the rest of the moon. It's just the fact that we cannot see it. It's not facing us. We right. call it the dark side. We call it the dark side. Clearly, the lights are off over there. <laughs> I mean, they, I don't know. Again, well, again, we've seen moon phases. Get, get Neil Armstrong on the blower. <laughs> no, he's passed. Yeah. Uh, get Buzz on the blower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, the moon does get... Same amount of sun, it's just we can't see it, so no. we don't know. Well, we isn't it stupid? Hang on, isn't it when the dark side of the moon's getting the sun, right? Because it's between us and the sun. Right. That's the eclipse, right? If it's directly in the way, yeah. that is an eclipse. Okay. Yes. If the moon is directly between right. us and the sun. And then the dark side eclipse. of the moon's getting lit up good. Always. Every month. Well, no, what I'm saying is, okay, here's the sun. Yes. Guys, I know it's a visual podcast, but here's the moon. Here's yes. Earth, right? Yes. The moon's going this way, right? Yes. If it's here, yes. this side that's facing us is getting the same, more or less the same light, right? Right. But when it's this ways, Right. Closer to the sun. This side's getting it. Right. Not the side we can see. Right. And that's when you don't get a moon at night. Right. right? Okay. Yes. That's the new moon. Yes. Fine. You're 100% correct. I solved grade school moon stuff <laughs> by talking it out with another adult. It's okay, my friend. And you know what? I feel pretty good about it. I don't care what the rest of you say. 
I, I, <laughs> I got feel it. Okay. I feel all right. <laughs> I feel smart now. That's I don't right. care about you. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, um, some of the so uh, Gento starts having palpitations. Then he sees that the stone has turned completely to stone. Well, he knows that he saw that last time when. Ultraman actually died in the battle. Oh, yeah, he separated he, himself from Right, Gento. he separated, right. and that's when he saw that the pub didn't have a f- any kind of picture on it anymore. Right. Now it's just a great big old rock. Okay, sure, sure. Why not? Makes complete <sighs> sense to me. It, it, you know what? I hate to say it, but yeah. it does make it's sense. Fine. Yeah, it's, it, within <laughs> the show, it's fine. Who's, who's to say? Um, and um, so. Uh, and then you get to see Earth Garon flying towards the Earth so fast that he's causing friction in the and outer thing. space, yeah. and his face is red because he's going that fast. Yeah. That's where he's going the Mach whatever he, yeah. twenty or whatever the heck it is. Sure, I'm like okay, okay. You know what? That I as much as that would burn him up. I'll buy the fact that it's going to just turn him red. We don't know what he's made of. That's well, we thing. do. He's made of the whatever the the monster was earlier in the season. No, he's not made of Tulsanite. He's I made of was. no. He's made of um, the original ships. Uh, right, 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 right. right. Okay. The, as we find out a little later, the V ninety nine are these aliens that are traveling via wormhole. I think looking for a new planet to live on. Right. Yes. So it turns out that years ago we shot one of them down because it was unarmed and, you know, that's what we do. Yeah. And <laughs> it came to Earth in 1999 and was shot down because it came to Earth right. in 1999. Hey, oh. guys. What's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <clears throat> so they used the recovered technology of Those that ship. Yes. To develop Earth Karen. So yes. it's possibly that possibly it's possible that the material that he's made of is some sort of unobtainium. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly what he's got, is unobtainium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Frictionium. Yeah, yeah, garonium. Didn't we say it was garonium? Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, oh. so yeah, so Genzo transforms one last time. Uh, and then um, Garth Yarn Mod 4 enters the fray to assist his ally. And they fight great. It's a great, it's great fighting. Oh, this, they use the wrestling moves so well. Oh, yeah. I'm really happy. There is it. so much destruction, bombs and Everywhere. explosions. And they knock into buildings, oh, through buildings. Stuff's coming down. It's oh, yeah, awesome. and the monster's rampaging. He's just Blowing holes in office towers and all over apartments and like it's great. Oh yeah, it's crazy. It is great. And then Ultraman does finally transform, lands, and punches the monster as he's landing. And he doesn't even have to go. That's the way to do it. (laughs) Doesn't have to go through the first shoot. He's just instantly in the fur driven suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is cool. So, uh, it's pretty great. They they stand no chance against the space guys. You all seems lost uh, with the untimely arrival of the V-99. Fortunately, Emmy intervened and convinced the GGF to stay... Oh, sorry, the GGF yeah. to stand down. <laughs> well... Breaking precedent. 
uh, and speaking of making peace with them, because Ultra um, Earth Garen apparently can talk to them. Yes, because he's made of the same material that they're made of. Exactly. They, your science has got to be on that one. Yeah. Somehow now he can communicate. Well, he uses their technology, so some of his computer programs are probably cribbed from them. Them. Yeah. So he can eventually get around to talking to them. Okay. I'm sure. Right. right. So they're afraid of the blue planet because the blue planet killed their dude. Which their is scout guy. Yeah, so they came ready to fight. Right, because they are now afraid of the people on this blue planet because they just killed somebody for no good reason. Right, so then they go, okay. Um, they go, alright, fine, we're going to do this. Like, the, they, Earth Garen uh, keeps saying fear, fear, fear. Yes. Like, that's what they're saying. Well, the fleet is saying fear because yeah. they're afraid of the planet. Which, right, so he, and he says, let's give them a, uh, a vision of the future. Right. And so, Earth Garen communicates that back. And he also, the monster's about to blast Ultraman. Ultraman gets his bone arrow and is ready to blast <coughs> the monster. Earthgrunt gets in the middle of him, stops them both, right. and then drops his guns. Right. Which proves, I don't really want to fight you if I don't have to. Right, right, right. Okay, fine. Yeah. yeah. And then Ultraman sees that, transforms down to his first form. Yeah. And then also puts his hands up and says, okay, we're not gonna be we're not gonna fight each other. Right. So then the V ninety nine are like, okay, cool, we're out. Right. And, and that, then they have to find out. Then that now they still have to fight stupid Farallon. <laughs> so he he gets uh, uh Gento's in the headspace and the the there, isn't it like they're both getting beat up pretty bad at that they're point? They're both getting beat up pretty badly at that point. But now the fleet, well, any sense has Earthgaron say future. Right. This is what we want going forward. Right. And amazingly, the fleet also responds future. So that yeah. way they don't have to battle. Right. We get a nice picture. And this is the one I wanted to really comment on. Okay. The picture of the city destruction. Holy moly, yeah. Holy... Now, I get it's all CG. Sure. But it is really awesome. They took time with that picture. They really... Yeah, they beat up the city pretty good, too. Pretty well. (laughs) And, I mean, you could see back in the day when it was all miniatures, they wouldn't have been able to take that much time with it. No. But now that it's all CG and it's not real... You don't get those kind of distance shots back then. Right. Right. You show maybe a block. You don't get the entire city right. damage all over the place, which is awesome. And yeah, it's all green screen. I get it completely, but it's just so awesome yeah. looking. I do. I do enjoy the fact that like the uh, the monster's been like crapping out bombs this whole time, but can't they can't get fired because. Uh, they can't because the Earth Kaiju start eating them, which is really a cool thought. Yeah, Re- you know, so you think so? <laughs> <laughs> we eat your poop. We eat your poop bombs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty great. Um, and then they, uh, they, uh, they, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, 
despite this setback, Verilon, of course, managed to take out Earth Garen. Of course. And uh, charges at the Ultra next, but was ultimately destroyed by the Blazar, Blazar Beam. Well, uh, because, which, because the bracelet gave him the last bit of right. juice. The sun is watching the news. Right. Sees Ultraman fighting the monster mm-hmm. and says, Let's go, Blaze! Yeah, come on, do and it. Amazingly, somehow. Yep, there you go. Powers up the bracelet, yeah. which powers up the suit, right. which powers up the specium ray yeah. to actually destroy the final monster. Sure. Okay, sure. Sure. Why not? Works for me. Oh, yeah, you know what we <laughs> forgot? Um, go ahead. He's also got a buzzsaw in his belly. Yes. That was awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's not something we've never seen before, but it's always it's one of so my favorite awesome. kaiju designs is a, is a buzzsaw and a tum-tum. Because <laughs> you go in to get like get a little wrestling, and he's like... <laughs> you wanted that, right? <laughs> yeah. You like that, man? Eh? What do you think of that? You like apples? How about them apples? How about them apples? Uh, yeah, so then uh, we get a little... Uh, I don't want to call it post-credits, but during the credits scene. Right, right. Hey, did you notice this is the first series in forever that doesn't have the opening theme at the beginning. That's normal. That's normal. For the last episode. Right. But they don't play it during the big fight at the end. I saw that. I know that. That was a little weird. I was like, thankfully. I don't like it when they play the one with the lyrics. If you played the instrumental version of it... It'd be all right. Fine. It'd be all right. Yeah. But I did like the fact... That, like you said, at the very end, they kind of wonder what's going on with this V-99 fleet. And Amy says, oh, they're going back to the other side of the wormhole. Yeah. Because, of course, they are. Because, of course, we know that. Right. Well, according to the notes, probably, she figures out. Oh, because they do recover her father's journal. Yes. Yes. (sighs) Oh, and, of course, she gets broken out of her prison by... uh, By the general. Yeah, by the general who was relieved of duty. Yes. Because... Of course. Why yeah. Not? What's funny is they go to she go, uh, Gento goes to visit him at his house, and uh, he's like in the traditional robe and whatnot, and uh, he's like, "She's a loose cannon." Blah blah blah, and I'm like, "Look at is that dude's really? magnificent head of hair." <laughs> It's the only thing I could concentrate on the whole shot. Is I'm like, "All oh, that's been hiding under that hat, huh?" It's got it slipped back in some scene. Good enough. Good, good, good head of hair on yeah, that guy. Yeah. Got a little gray streak going. It's not so bad. <laughs> so, yeah. Got great series. I think best series since set. I'm saying it. That's fine. I, like I said, the problem with the last series... I'm saying it, no. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying this is them now no longer in pandemic mode. Right. Is exactly what this is. And they're back to... The way they were doing things, and I'm very much I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah. And now we got to figure out. <sighs> Max, probably Max is yeah. all right. Max is good. It's, dude, we're not. We're done with Leo. Finally, we're done we're, with Leo. So at least that's. So what are you? What are you worried about? It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not. It's honestly not that bad. Max, I've enjoyed the like six episodes. Of Max, it's been so fine. fine. <laughs> hey, you're. You're 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 feeling like dreading. It's, yeah, I know you're I dreading know. it, but it's like it's 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 a good show. <laughs> it's a good show. That's fine. But uh, yeah, do you have any recommendations this week, Pat? I've recommended to you the series Reacher on Prime, right? And your your recommendation of The Foreigner, 
Oh right. my god, that was an excellent movie. Told you so. Holy <laughs> cow, was that a good movie. Yeah. But okay, go ahead. Oh, hey, did you know the code name V99 stands for Visitor from 1999? That makes sense. That does make sense. What do you know? Oh, excuse me. I'm going to give you a quick monster minute on that. Sorry, guys. No, go ahead. The alien race who's lost their home planet and embarks on a journey to find a new world to inhabit. They use their wormhole technology to dispatch their kind in unarmed space probes uh, to scout for habitable planets. In 1999, of course, we shot one down. Because, of course, we did. Yeah. <sighs> Upon realizing it was an unarmed spaceship, the top brass decided to hide the truth and cover it up as a meteorite incident. Because, of course, they did. Yep. Oh, yeah. So they... Uh, Due to uh, humanity's ruthlessness, they prompted the V-99 to declare us as a planet of fear. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, no. It's understandable. Yep. Understandable. So they would reverse engineer a V-99 scout vessel to build Earth Garen and the wormhole generating technology, the latter of which resulted in the accident at Test Facility 66 right. that brought Ultraman, Blazar, and Gento Hiruma together. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. And now the question I would have, we're going to have to assume mm-hmm. that Ultraman somehow died and came back to life. Somehow. Right. Okay. Right. I guess that's me. Yeah. Test science just because. Just, yeah, just because. Yeah. I wonder if they mentioned, like, maybe... Um, it's a good question. Let me, let, me, let me follow this link to Ultraman Blazar for the character and see if it mentions it. It's possible. Because you figured the pog that they showed Jesus, went to <laughs> went blank, and then came back with the face again. So I'm, I don't know if that was just the fact that he was unconscious, or was he dead, or I don't know. That's what I'm I saying. We're gonna look. Uh, he's reading now. Evan's son cheers for Blazer, causing the wedding ring and his son's handmade bracelet to resonate. Oh, yeah, the wife was doing it, too. Of course. But they showed the bracelet glowing. Yeah, with maybe the, the ring, too, because his whole hand looked like it was going up. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, they don't really... They don't really mention that part at all. Okay, fair enough. I mean, there's yeah. not much we can do about it. And we also had Ultraman Blazer speak in this episode. Oh, yes, because he talked to Gento in Headspace. Yeah. Yes, but that was just in Headspace. So it was, no, he st- he st- sits up and he's like, we can do this. In Headspace? No, he literally sits up talking to him. In Headspace? No, like, as I'm talking to oh, you here. Oh, okay, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was Headspace. And I was like, oh, look at that. Okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So, uh... So there, you can't yeah, talk. Yeah, willing to sacrifice his own life and body drifting in space... However, Scar makes sure to get him back to Earth. He understands Genta's continued desire to fight alongside him, even establishing their bond by speaking his first human words, we'll go. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Just a cause, I guess. Just I don't a know cause. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's not uh, Yeah, so it. anyway. Um, yeah, by the way, my, I do have a, a, a recommendation. recommendation. That is the Netflix show, Brother's Son. The Brother's Son is a... Um, drama, cop, no, it's an action comedy. Okay. Uh, about a crime family from Taiwan whose 
so the son survives an assassination attempt, and okay. his father's like, "You have to go protect your mother. She's the key to everything. She's in America with your little brother." Okay. And little brother has no idea uh, of course not. that he comes from a crime family. He is studying to be a doctor, <sighs> and the mother is constantly like. You need to study. This is worth six yes. percent of your grade. Blah blah blah. Yes, of course. And uh, of course. he wants to do improv at the Groundlings, <laughs> and she doesn't want him to. <laughs> and uh, the uh, the mother played by the one Michelle Yeoh. Oh, really? Okay. Now, now I have to watch it. As I would watch Michelle Yeoh read the phone book. Yes. Um. Yeah, it's 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 real good. Okay. Very enjoyable. I actually eight episodes. You'll. Please blow please right through. I did start to watch <coughs> Society of the Snow. What's that? About the 1972 plane crash in the Andes with the soccer team. Oh, no, thank you. I don't yeah. think I want to watch any cannibalism. Yeah, I haven't quite. Why well, don't watch Army Hammer movies anymore? Oh. It's true. <laughs> Although, truthfully, uh, I'm, I, I, I may have even purchased a copy of The Man from Uncle recently and not watched it because I hear it's real good. It's, it is real good. I've yeah. Seen it. It's real good. But I mean, I bought it used, so I'm, the army's not getting any more money. Right. <laughs> I see. He doesn't need more money. He is no. He is Arm and Hammer. Like, yeah. like the every time I like baking soda, I'm letting this guy yeah, helping him fascinate yeah. himself about eating somebody's arm. But Come on, damn it! I know. I know. Yeah, so uh, that's about it, I guess. Rate, yeah. review, and subscribe. And Absolutely, all that. please do so. Wacky nonsense. Give us five stars. We're nice guys. Yeah. Oh, I figured out what we're going to do. Probably for. There are three or four more 12-episode series. Okay. So just let me know which one, and we'll start to do yeah. them soon. Yeah. That way we get them done way ahead of time. Yeah. We, time. Did, we did pretty good this no, time. We, we cut it pretty, close. We, cut we it didn't close. cut it close as we did the first year when we were doing them as they were being put up. <laughs> yeah, that was not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Casey was like, what the hell, you guys? What's the matter with the bulky? <laughs> You're um, not smart. Yeah, no. Um, so yeah, rate, review, and subscribe. And uh, the suicide prevention helpline is nine eight eight. There for your twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Text or talk. Exactly. The world is better with you in it. So on behalf of the Science Patrol, I'm Rich Conroy. I'm Pat Rooney. Sally Forth, you guys. Take care, everybody. Bring back Bob. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast. <laughs> <laughs>